On this week's episode of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast, Elon sneaks some clever Monty Python Easter eggs into the V10 car software, Tesla acquires another battery company, plus updates on the pickup truck, in-car navigation system, and more. What's happening, my friends? I'm Ryan McCaffrey with you for episode 219 of Ride the Lightning, the weekly Tesla unofficial podcast for October 13th, 2019. Daisy the Boxer Puppy to my left, working on a bone over there. She is happy and having a good time. And for once, she's awake during the podcast. We'll see if that lasts. Well, there is a ton to talk about this week. Another just crazy busy week in the world of Tesla. So much to get to. Let me start with a couple of follow-ups from last week. First, I got a lot of responses about the Slacker issue that I talked about towards the end of last week's show with regard to Slacker frequently just skipping to the next track in the middle of a song. Uh, Seemed like based on the the sample size of responses I got, seemed like it was probably a fairly widespread issue. Now, the good news is that uh, I actually got two updates today, not one, but two. I've never gotten two in a single day before. And thankfully... Uh, both this morning after the, the first, so I did the first update before I left for work. So on the first update and then on the way home, I did the second update at work when it, when it pushed to me in the afternoon. So I am now on 2019.32.12.2. It was dot one this morning. And uh, I did not encounter that slacker skip track bug today at all. So hopefully this new release has fixed that problem I'll be keeping an eye on it for sure. Also, Tom from Chicago, tip of the cap to him, he wrote in about the easily scuffed glove box in Model 3 that uh, a caller had had, uh, discussed last week. And Tom writes this, just wanted to quickly reply to you, and it was Mike from Massachusetts regarding the glove box scuffs. I had the same issue when our diaper bag brushed up against it. The surface is extremely sensitive and even got worse when I tried to wash it out with a soft microfiber. However, I did some research and tried a water-based vinyl dressing, which worked extremely well. I gently put on one coat with a microfiber applicator and it completely covered the scuffs, looks like new, and gives it a deep black look without any oily residue, like Armorall, since it's water-based. It also worked on the dashboard, door panels, and seat back covers too. And he sent along pictures to illustrate his point. It definitely looked great. And the product he was using, uh, just, you know, this uh, uh, this is a, a listener promotion here, <laughs> hopefully. But, you know, again, he sent in the picture proof. Chemical Guys is the name of the, the brand. Chemical Guys VRP, which stands for Vinyl Rubber Plastic Protectant. VRP Protectant. So thank you for that, Tom. I may give that a try myself. One other quick note before I get going with the big pile of Tesla news this week. Uh, I am going to be uh, going on a little trip for, for uh, business and pleasure this week, just in the middle of the week. But the good news is I don't want to hype this up too much. Uh, but if all goes well, I'm going to have something really, really good for you on next week's show. So I know I'm already, I should just say nothing and just, but I'm so excited about this if it happens, but you know, 
plans can change at the last minute. So fingers crossed, next week's show will be something super extra special and fun. All right, let's get to the news. First, an unconfirmed rumor via an anonymous Tesla employee. So to clarify on this, I was not able to verify this. So just let's, you know, no, no disrespect to the tipster that sent it in, but take it with a grain of salt for now. We'll see. Uh, it should be pretty easy to prove this out before too long. Uh, so the tipster suggests that the cars, the, the, the entire fleet of cars that don't have a front speaker, or sorry, front speaker, the, the rear pedestrian warning system speaker, that those cars are going to get a software tweak, an update that makes their motors a bit louder at low speed. So they're actually just going to crank up the, the basically the, the whine that the motor makes at low speed in order to compensate for the, the absence of a dedicated pedestrian warning system speaker. So we'll see if that comes to fruition here in the coming, you know, days or, or maybe, you know, uh, maybe weeks, but sounds like pretty soon on that one. Not a rumor, definite fact, full self-driving is going up in price. Elon tweeting out here at the end of the week, now that Tesla version 10 with Smart Summon is out, full self-driving price will increase by $1,000 on November 1st. So it is currently $6,000. It will go up to $7,000. So again, if you are planning on keeping your car for a long time or you're just interested in the full self-driving features and have not already purchased them with your car, it will be going up by $1,000. you have got basically about two weeks or so to make that decision if you'd like to, to get in on that upgrade. You can log into your My Tesla account and add it from there if you are interested. If you, Again, if you've already taken delivery. Next up this week, some Monty Python Easter eggs have been discovered in version 10 of the Tesla software. Thanks to the Tesla Motors Reddit user Tesrella for posting these. Uh, and Tesrella writes, you, if you rename your Tesla to any of the following characters, which will all sound familiar to Monty Python fans, Patsy, the, uh, the rabbit of Kerbanog, and pardon me if I've, if I've uh, mispronounced that, because it's, I confess it's been quite a while since I've seen any Monty Python. Uh, Mr. Creosote, again, apologies on mispronunciation, or Biggest Dickus, uh, you can change your car name to any of those, and it will do a, a cute little Monty Python Easter egg. So a, a, a cartoon foot, which if you've seen the show, uh, they'll be familiar with you or the films, will come down and crush your car on the, the, the picture of your car on screen. So, so that's pretty fun. And uh, the fellow Tesla Motors Reddit user, at work user, adds, if you summon the car while it's named Patsy, the car icon changes to the Monty Python character, coconuts show up next to the summon button, and the coconut sound plays from your phone as the car is driving. So... That's uh, super fun, very clever. And we all know, we know that Elon is a big Monty Python fan because he has tweeted references to it many times over the years. And also, if I recall correctly, I believe Eric Idle from Monty Python is a Tesla owner. So he in particular will probably get a big kick out of this one. And yes, I'm 
apologize for <laughs> the kick pun on that one. It, it is unintentional. Uh, on a similar note, by the way, Elon says that customized horn and movement sounds, meaning the pedestrian warning system, uh, coconuts being one, of course, coming to Tesla's soon. So obviously just the, 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 the horn that you honk on the steering wheel and seemingly the pedestrian warning system. Coconuts being a reference to the aforementioned Monty Python. And he also added that jungle, rainforest, fart, and goat sounds will be among the others well, and I, so I guess those are, uh, well, those will be memorable ways to let pedestrians or other cars know that you're there. So you, you sound the sound the horn if, and, and some unaware bystander might be like, wait a minute, did that car just fart on me? So uh, many look for many goofy YouTube videos of probably of pedestrian reactions to these things to be hitting YouTube in the not too distant future. Related to this, Elon replied to a Twitter user who wanted to be able to honk the horn out of the new, again, we've been talking about it a lot already here, wanted to honk the horn out of the rear the rear speaker that's for the pedestrian warning system on, on the new cars. Uh, that user writing, I want directional horns. You can't honk backwards. That's annoying, especially when you're trying to back out of a space and someone behind you is stupid. And Elon responded to this saying simply, done. So uh, most of us that already, well, obviously all, most of us that already have our cars will not be able to take advantage of that one. Uh, but if you are a new owner, you will get to do so. And then of course, all of you out there who will become an owner from this point forward, and every new owner from here on out will get to take advantage of that feature. Next this week, there is, again, there's a lot to get to. Another Tesla acquisition. A tip of my cap to Josh West, a listener from the Toronto area, who sent this to me. A Canadian tech website called Electric Autonomy reports that Tesla has snapped up Canadian battery specialist High Bar Systems. Electric Autonomy writing, Tesla is expanding into Canada with the purchase of a Richmond Hill, Ontario company specializing in battery manufacturing, High Bar Systems Limited. The quiet purchase, not previously reported, happened between July and October of this year, according to public records. High Bar Systems was founded in the early 1970s by German-Canadian engineer Heinz Baral as a leader in precision making of small cell batteries through a highly mechanized pump injection system. End quote. Thank you, Electric Autonomy. Well, I know I just got done saying this very recently on this podcast with the last acquisition that Tesla made, but there is simply no one on this planet who is putting more effort into advancing battery technology than Tesla. You cannot name another car maker, another computer company, a grid utility company, nobody. So if Tesla decided to make an offer good enough to acquire high bar systems, it must mean that Tesla saw something in high bar that was good enough to make them go ahead and reach out to make that acquisition. Uh, they obviously have something under their roof that can help Tesla push their battery tech uh, to, to borrow from Captain Marvel higher, further, and faster. Uh, also, too, the Battery Investor Day that we're due to have you know, sometime early-ish next year just got a lot more interesting yet again. 
because that is when Tesla is probably going to show their cards with regard to high bar, Maxwell, and everything else that they have been quietly up to. My goodness, lots of activity in the world of Tesla, and that, the company is just adding all kinds of talent lately. Next this week, Tesla's navigation system in the cars may be getting another tweak soonish after version 10 brought the feeling lucky and feeling hungry destination options. Elon was asked on Twitter, allow us to choose a route based on more autopilot, not just shortest travel time, because autopilot is the greatest thing ever, period. And I'll spend an extra 15 minutes on my commute if it means more autopilot. And Elon replied with simply, agreed. So uh, it remains to be seen whether these navigation routes will actually be user customizable or if there will simply be a maximize autopilot usage route option alongside home, work, feeling lucky, and feeling hungry. Either way, I think uh, that is going to be a very welcome feature. Moving on, Tesla seems to be looking for ways to improve the in-car screen viewing experience for everybody in the car, not just the driver, according to a new patent application. And my goodness, Tesla has been busy at the patent application office lately. I feel like I'm doing these stories every week now. Tesla Roddy reporting this one, and they write, a recently published patent from the electric car maker titled Holographic Decorated Glass for Screen Color Matching outlines a way for the electric car maker to improve the viewing angles of its vehicle's displays. In the patent, Tesla notes that, quote, because display screens typically have a periodic microstructure, e.g. a pixelated structure, the color of the display screen may be dependent on the angle at which a viewer is looking at the display screen, end quote. This results in viewing angles that have significant room for improvement, even among high-quality screens. In the patent, Tesla opted to utilize a pigmented frame and index match glue to coat its vehicle screens, as well as a holographic glass panel. By adopting these techniques, Tesla expects to provide its vehicles with a screen that can offer optimal viewing angles for all passengers. This is especially useful when paired with the company's entertainment features, such as the Tesla Theater or Tesla Arcade, which are, of course, accessible when a car is in park. Well, uh, this sounds great. And here's the thing, it's only going to become more relevant as autopilot continues to mature and full self-driving comes into play because at that point, when it, when it gets good enough, you will, of course, one day be able to kick back and just watch Netflix while the car drives itself wherever it is you want to go. So good stuff there for the future of, uh, inf of infotainment and entertainment within your Tesla. Moving on this week, the you may have heard about this. This has been a big deal in the San Francisco Bay Area. If you've heard about our intentional power outage, yes, our power, our main power provider, PG&E, uh, has intentionally been turning off people's power uh, in, in certain regions and areas of the Bay Area due to the expected high winds that could uh, cause trees to blow over and hit power lines and thus start fires and thus start wildfires, PG&E has decided to, uh, let's, I'll call it proactively in air quotes, because I definitely have opinions on this, but uh, they are, they are uh, taking the initiative 
to try to turn off power, not try to, they are turning off power to try and head off wildfires before they happen during these windy conditions. Well, that is spurring Elon Musk into action. Elon tweeting this week, quote, all Tesla supercharger stations in regions affected by California power outages will have Tesla power packs within the next few weeks, just waiting on permits. Also adding Tesla solar to our supercharger stations as fast as possible. The goal is 24-7 clean power with no blackouts. First of all, I want to say I love this. Again, this is one reason I, I respect Elon so much. It's see a problem, try to solve a problem. No bureaucracy, no, you know, just multi-layers of red tape. Tesla, uh, for, for mostly better, occasionally for worse, you know, sometimes they move fast and make mistakes, but I think mostly for the better, they move quickly and get things done. That's just, that's how Elon operates. That's how Tesla operates. But the thing here, I am just curious though, I'm not trying to poo-poo this, but I'm curious how it will work if the grid is shut off where a supercharger is and, and assuming that that supercharger station is on the grid and not totally solar because, you know, one Tesla might put 50 kilowatts of juice into it at a supercharger stop and a power pack, and we are talking about power packs here, not power walls, a power pack holds about 200 kilowatts of juice. So if you've got a car, your kind of average Tesla coming in for about 50 kilowatt hours, that's only about four cars. Now, granted, you'd have multiple power packs at a given supercharger, I would imagine, but my question is, how many? Again, I'm not trying to, to be a downer on this. I'm not trying to, to defeat the, the idea or the, the spirit of it. I love the spirit of it, but I'm honestly, I'm just curious how long that this setup could be useful in practice if PG&E or some other utility in some other part of the country or the world decides to pull this kind of thing or, or feels that they need to pull this kind of thing, you know, next year or the year after or, or any time, because, you know, the reality is the threat of wildfires and other natural disasters probably isn't going to be going away anytime soon. So this kind of thing is going to be a situation that is that is run into again. I don't think it's the situation that the Bay Area is in now is going to be a one-off by any stretch of the imagination. So granted, Elon Musk is about uh, an order of magnitude. He likes, that's, uh, to use a phrase Elon likes, Elon's about an order of magnitude, smarter than I am, so I'm sure he's thought it through. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious uh, how that will work in practice. But nevertheless, love to see the... Uh, swift steps being taken by Elon and Tesla. Now, speaking of Elon, as you've already heard, he was pretty active on Twitter this past week, and we're not done with his tweets. He addressed a question from uh, our own Silicon Valley Tesla Owners Club president, John. Hi, John. I know you're listening. Who asked, hey, Elon, can you enable autopilot on loaner vehicles, especially if I'm a full self-driving package owner? To which Elon replied, thanks for mentioning, should be enabled on all loaner cars, meaning it, meaning it should be not uh, as, a, as a principal thing, not a, oh, it, it's supposed to be and it's just not. Like, so he's, he's saying he will take action on that. So again, like, this is great on paper, but just 
based on my experience with this, uh, I've had a loaner Model S, uh, I think twice, couple, definitely a couple times uh, for, what was it? Oh, the windshield. When I had my windshield done, that was one. And I think there was one other time. But anyway, uh, in those couple of times, it was, it was uh, I got the, the Model S loaner through Tesla at the Tesla service center, but it was officially through Enterprise Car Rental. Not it wasn't a Tesla owned vehicle, it was an enterprise owned vehicle. Uh, and the enterprise cars, based on my experience and from what I've heard from others, those cars have zero options. They are bare bones 75Ds. So that that zero options includes, or I suppose maybe the better phrasing is <laughs> doesn't include autopilot. So I you know I'm I'm not sure if that's how it works in other areas outside of the Bay Area or not, you know, maybe this enterprise thing is just a Bay Area deal because there are a lot of Teslas here. So maybe Tesla needs to contract with enterprise to, to supplement the, the, the loaner fleet. I'm not sure. But if the enterprise thing is the slightest bit of a normal procedure around the country, then maybe Elon means that he'll just go ahead and flip the switch and have autopilot enabled on all of those enterprise owned cars so that, you know, just enterprise won't get charged for it and customers can, can take advantage. But I mean, either way, here's hoping that Elon does indeed make that happen because yeah, it's a, it's definitely a, uh, it's, it's a first world situation for sure. I mean, just it's, if you just get a Tesla owner, that's a victory right there. Cause I've had the fir- the very first time I went for service, which was, Oh, it was a flat tire. And they, they needed it longer than, you know, they, they didn't, uh, they couldn't get it done right away for me to just wait for it. So they gave me a loaner and it was, it was an internal combustion engine car. And it, it was like going back in time to the stone age. And I don't say that derisively, just, I, I say that, uh, just as in, in celebration of Tesla, like after, after having gotten my model three and been driving it for, it's like a month or something. Cause I got that first nail in my tire real quick. And then hopping in a gas car, it was a, I think it was a Nissan Altima, if I remember right. And it was just, it was like, wow, this feels like a hundred year old car. Um, so anyway, as long as you get a Tesla, that's the good part. But yeah, if they can get autopilot enabled on them, that would be even better. So, uh, thank you, John, for floating that Elon's way. And and I'm glad Elon apply, uh, replied it, with, uh, in agreement with, with all of us that we'd like to have autopilot on those loaner cars. All right, just a couple more quick things for you this week. Tesla will report its Q3 earnings a bit earlier than they traditionally do after the end of a quarter, though I guess it should be noted that they did it, you know, quote unquote, early last quarter. So I guess it remains to be seen. We'll wait till next quarter and see if maybe this early is just going to be the new normal timeframe, but the date is going to be October 23rd. So that means uh, you're listening to episode 219 of this show. So in uh, two episodes from now, keep an eye out or an ear out, I suppose more accurately for my big quarterly earnings recap and analysis episode, which uh, I always have a good time doing. It is, those are very busy weeks, but it's always fun uh, to, to go through those, break them down, chop them up, and, and uh, present them to you guys 
in uh, in a more digestible format than they're presented to investors. So yeah, stay tuned for that episode in two weeks. And finally this week, it's mid-October as I record this, and Elon Musk once again publicly saying that November is the targeted window for the Tesla pickup truck reveal. So he just reaffirmed that on Twitter, saying November is still the plan. So thus, I think it's fair at this stage here in the middle of October to say that if it's going to slip at all from November, it probably won't be by much. I would imagine if it does slip, it'll probably only be by a week or two into early December. So if you are interested in the Tesla pickup, and I've heard from plenty of you that are, have at least $1,000 ready to put down as a deposit if you are interested in getting in line early on this thing. And uh, in addition, I think I speak for everybody listening to this when I say that I really, truly cannot wait to see what this thing looks like. Elon uh, saying again this week, you know, hey, he brought up Blade Runner yet again. So uh, this thing is going to look very different than any other vehicle on the road, Tesla or otherwise. I cannot wait to see what it looks like. We got the teaser image back at the Model Y unveiling that was confirmed to be the front of the truck, and it is definitely very distinct. So what's the whole thing going to look like? What's it going to be capable of? I absolutely cannot wait to find out. So it's probably going to be in you know four to six weeks' time. You know, you can rule out Thanksgiving, obviously, that probably that whole week, I would imagine. Um, thus, yeah, I would imagine it's maybe even four to five weeks if you want to look at it that way. It's, it's going to be coming up really, really soon. All right, that's everything in a busy week of Tesla news. Uh, stick with me for a quick word from Alloy Gator about protecting your Tesla wheels from curb rash, and then I'll be right back after that with all of your awesome phone calls from the Ride the Lightning hotline right after this. This week, Ride the Lightning is brought to you by Alloy Gator. Check them out at AlloyGatorUSA.com. Alloy Gator is the number one way to protect your beautiful Tesla wheels from nasty curb rash incidents. Alloy Gator comes in a variety of colors, so if you want to get something that blends in with your wheels, you can do that. Or if you want to add a little extra personality to your car, you can choose from 14 other colors to really make your wheels pop. Having Alloy Gator professionally installed is highly recommended, so to learn more and find an installer near you, visit AlloyGatorUSA.com. Oh, and by the way, Alloy Gator is currently running a special promotion for product installed at an authorized dealer. Go to AlloyGatorUSA.com and use the promo code RTL20, and Ride the Lightning listeners will get a further 20% off of your order. Thank you, Alloy Gator. All right, welcome to the Ride the Lightning Hotline, your time to shine, your calls with your questions, comments, discussion topics in the world of Tesla. Uh, you can contact me in one of two easy ways if you'd like to call into the show, which I welcome and encourage. You can either use your smartphone's built-in voice recording software, 
record your question. Please try to keep it to 90 seconds or less so that I can get through as many per show as possible. So 90 seconds or less, and you can email that file to me at teslapodcast at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can call in and leave a message on the Ride the Lightning hotline. It's nice and easy. It's a toll-free number. Dial it anytime you like. It's one 888 989-8752. That's one 989 tsla And if you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they're special. The recordings can be podcasted or put onto a keepsake. If you'd like to learn more, please visit lifeonrecord.com. Let's start with Dave in Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, who has some suggestions for Model 3 after having owned one for a bit. Go ahead, Dave. Hi, Ryan. This is Dave Fountain in Tallahassee, Florida. First-time caller, but listening for over a year. <clears throat> Took delivery of my Model 3 long range in September of 2018. Bought it right off the dealer floor. No waiting, no must. couple of suggestions that uh, they might consider. One is making the typeface or type size adjustable on the home screens so that those of us who are getting older and uh, a little more nearsighted or farsighted, I never have understood the difference, can uh, enlarge the uh, type size on the uh, top of the screen there and be able to read it without glasses. The second is I'd like to see an odometer uh, show up on that default page, probably down near the uh, windshield wiper control button, so that you don't have to go hunt what your current uh, odometer readings are. So just a couple of suggestions. Enjoy your podcast. Keep it up. Bye. Dave, thank you for calling in, and welcome to the podcast. Uh, I think your suggestion about font sizes isn't just a good idea. It's an accessibility issue. Smartphones have this built in. You can choose your font size. You can have bigger text if you want it on your phone. The speedometer on the Model 3 is pretty big, but honestly, nothing else is. I guess the, the tiniest text off the top of my head is probably the album text uh, down on on uh, the media player. The You got your song name in bold, but then the album name's real tiny down there. So uh, yeah, I really hope a, uh, that Tesla does address this soon. And as to the odometer, if you're not aware, it is located in two different places. When you press the Tesla T logo at the top center of your screen, it shows up there with your VIN and a picture of your car. But it's also at the bottom of your trip meter screen, which you can leave up all the time as the car is in motion. Granted, you, you got to pull it up on every trip. You can't permanently all the time dock it there, but it will stay up once it is pulled up. So if you swipe right at the bottom left part of the screen where the camera charging and microphone icons are, that's how to pull it up. And then you just scroll to the bottom and it should be there for you. Thanks, Dave. Let's stay in Florida, go to Naples and talk to Eduardo about full self-driving. Go ahead, Eduardo. 
Hey Ryan, this is Eduardo from Naples, Florida. I had a question regarding full self-driving and emergency vehicles. I wonder if you know how will the car react whenever a police officer or a fire truck gets behind them with the lights turned on? Will the car be smart enough to recognize um, the vehicle by its lights or maybe by the sirens? Or how else could they recognize that it's a police officer or emergency vehicle and move over for it? Um, let me know what you think. Thanks for everything you do. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Excellent question here, Eduardo. And uh, while only the autopilot team can give you the true best answer, my expectation is that that particular ability will be one of the very last full self-driving features to come online. Part of level five, where you know where you need zero human input during the drive. I think that for the foreseeable future, even if the car can reasonably handle your entire drive, with you just ready to take over if need be, I think you're just going to have to manually take over if an emergency vehicle is approaching you because there are just so many variables, I think, in order to, to reasonably expect the car to be able to do that on its own anytime soon. I mean, you could have a fire truck coming from behind you and you need to pull to the side of the road, even if you're in the left lane. Uh, an ambulance could have its sirens on and be coming through your intersection at a red light while yours is green, but of course you and all the other cars going your way have got to stop at that green. So I think manual input is probably going to be required when dealing with emergency service vehicles for quite a while yet, but who knows? I mean, if, if Andre Carpathy were here, maybe he would say that they've got a plan for that, but thank you very much for your call. Let's cross the country out to Loomis, California and talk to Kara uh, a Model S owner who wanted to talk about version 10 of the Tesla software. Go ahead, Kara. Hi, Ryan. This is Kara from Loomis, California. I have a December 2017 Model S that I love, and I just got the version 10 update. Um, however, I am not getting lots of the goodies that came with version 10. I don't get Cuphead. I don't have um, Beach Buggy Racing. Um, I'm not getting karaoke or Netflix. Um, I think there's a couple other things that I'm not getting. I'm also not getting to log into Spotify. Um, looking online, it looks like I may still have the MCU 1 and that... Um, an MCU 2 is required, which started coming out about maybe February 2018. I'm wondering if um, anybody else out there is in the same boat. Um, if there's a workaround, uh, from what I've read, it's going to take a major um, upgrade, including wiring harness, to change that out to version uh, the MCU 2. So if anybody has a solution or has done that upgrade or has heard anything about an upgrade, I'd appreciate any help or advice. Thanks a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks for your help. Thank you for your call, Kara. And yes, unfortunately, the MCU situation affects a lot of Tesla owners. And as Tesla does more and more major new fun stuff with these updates, it's more and more stuff that the MCU One owners will not be able to get access to. 
The solution, seemingly, is to allow an upgrade to MCU 2. Sure, you'd have to pay for it. It wouldn't be a warranty thing, and it probably wouldn't be cheap. I'd, I'd heard a rumor a while back, I'd, don't quote me on this, that just an MCU replacement, if you had to do one for whatever reason, like if the screen broke or, uh, you know, in a, in a non-warranty situation, was $2,000. So maybe just kind of figure in that ballpark. But, you know, if you're planning on keeping your car for a while, it, a lot of people might very well find an MCU upgrade worthwhile. I have personally driven both MCU One cars, that would be extensive behind the wheel time with my cousin Pat in Arizona's 2013 Model S, and certainly I have plenty of time with MCU Two in my own car, and there is a definite obvious difference in the zippiness and responsiveness of the touchscreen. The kicker here is that Elon has publicly said that an upgrade will be doable, and he's mentioned it more than once, including just very recently, but nothing has yet actually come of it. So this, I have to say, it is definitely very high on the list of things that I would like to ask Elon about if I ever get a face-to-face chance, because, you know, Twitter is a little trickier, 240 characters, you know, and you can't really can't really uh, follow up. And you know, I I actually had floated after your call came in. I did float a tweet Elon's way uh, about this. Didn't get a response. Just to you know, try and get something on the record. But fortunately, he did reply to someone else this week about it, and he just said working on it. So hopefully, it is a thing that is going to be available to people sooner rather than later. Let's go to Todd in Cleveland next. A mid-range. Model 3 owner, and uh, he has a, not a concern, but I guess a, a feature recommendation would, would be the way to phrase this. Todd, you're on the air. Hey, Ryan, it's Todd in Cleveland again, uh, hopefully better connection this time. Um, I, I'm a uh, proud owner of a mid-range Model 3, and I love the car, uh, especially the performance aspects of the car, even the mid-range acceleration and handling um, and everything about it I love. Uh, but those things that I love make me a little concerned as my daughter nears driving age. And I guess I had an idea for uh, an enhancement for the car, um, and I wanted to get your opinion on it and maybe the uh, communities. Uh, it, it seems to me that relatively easily they could extend the, the uh, valet mode. Uh, I think valet mode is maybe a little too restrictive um, at 25% power in my car anyway. Um, but something uh, like locking in chill um, and locking in standard steering, uh, as well as locking in the top speed as um, the posted speed as listed in the uh, as Tesla records it, um, would make me feel a lot better about uh, having my daughter drive the car, and then it would probably be my preference for her to drive the car with the with the crash avoidance features and the other safety features of the car. I feel a lot better about it, but you know, a youthful driving mode that's locked behind a pin, uh, like you have for the valet, but with some uh, slightly different features, I think would be very valuable. So I don't know, just uh, throwing it out there. I want to get your thoughts, um, Ryan. I, I love the podcast. Keep up the great work, um, and thanks for all you do for the Tesla community. Todd, I hear you loud and clear. Thank you very much for calling back. Uh, you're certainly not the first person to request a teenager mode, for lack of a better term. And to be honest, this one seems so obvious 
and and I don't mean that in an, in a in a mean way towards Tesla at all, but it seems like something that would benefit a lot of Tesla owners uh, with preteens, teenagers like yourself. That I'm I'm kind of surprised that it hasn't been implemented yet. I mean, heck, one feature is already a default one in the Tesla app that, that you would want in this, which is being able to see where the car is at all times and how fast it's going. If you if you go into your app, you can you can check that at any point in time. So I think it would make a very safe car even safer for less experienced drivers if they implemented something along the lines of what you propose. Hopefully it'll happen again, hopefully sooner rather than later, but I'm confident that something like this will happen eventually. Kurt, uh, sorry, pardon me, Kent from Denmark, if I can read my own type, Kent from Denmark is up next, responding to Larry in Roseville about his uh, issue with high watt hours per mile, just seemingly uh, abnormal efficiency going on. So go ahead, Kent. Hi, Ryan. Kent from Denmark. I have a response to Larry from Roswell, California, regarding his range issue on his Model 3. I had a periodic problem with my Model 3 seat heater and was told by Tesla to note the precise time for it occurring and they'd be able to check the error lock of my car. But note Tesla only have access to the info for a few days, so you'll have to inform them relatively quick. I hope that helps you. Uh, a side note, do you have any info on Smart Summon in Europe? I'm dying to try it out. Thanks for a great podcast. Keep up the good work. Bye. Thank you, Kent. Uh, unfortunately, no, I've, I've not heard anything about Smart Summon for Europe uh, sort of in, in any sort of back channels. Elon had said it would take longer due to regulations, but it remains to be seen how much longer. In fact, just today, before I recorded on Friday night here, as, as my usual day, he said, still working with RDW, the Car Regulatory Authority in the Netherlands. Unclear why there's a delay. Other countries are supportive. So there is the latest update on that. As for Larry's issue, thank you very much for your note. I should also add that listener Matt wrote in with this, which could also be worth investigating. Matt wrote, quote, uh, it turned out to be the brakes uh, with, with regard to someone else's, another friend of his that had this issue. He also had multiple trips to the service center before they replaced his rear brakes, and that looks like it has fixed the problem. Diagnosis is uh, it, they took an infrared thermometer. They would point it at the disc at the brake discs after a drive, and the heat on one brake was way higher than the others, indicating that one of the brakes was staying locked on or dragging. Not 100% sure this is the problem, but if the caller can get his hands on an IR thermometer, then they could check it out. Or, of course, a service center uh, visit might be able to diagnose that as well. So thank you, Kent. Thank you, Matt and Larry. I wish you good luck. Hopefully you can make some progress on, on uh, running down that particular gremlin of yours. Joe from New York is now up to bat after being on deck there. Uh, Joe commenting on karaoke. Go ahead, Joe. Hey, Ryan. It's Joe from New York. Just a quick comment on karaoke. Uh, really super disappointed that uh, all the music is covers and poorly done. Um, I just... It, it, it's, not, it's not singing over the band it's a bad lounge version oh well love the podcast take care 
I hear you, Joe. But, you know, I, I figure there's probably licensing involved. I know that it's like, uh, I, I'm only guessing that, like sort of half-educated guessing that because way back in the day, I don't know if you were, if you know video games much at all or if you've, you've probably heard of Guitar Hero. Well, when that started way back at this point, gosh, that was over just like 12, 13 years ago, they, uh, the makers of Guitar Hero had to get, they had to use covers of the songs. Uh, and there, you know, obviously there is a sort of karaoke element to Guitar Hero because it was a, it was a licensing issue. You know, they would have, have had to pay more for the masters, the master tracks from, uh, from the original artist. So I wonder if, if, uh, that might be the case. Now, I know you're not really complaining that you're just disappointed, but eh, you know, it is a totally free feature that was never promised with the car when any of us bought it. And I mean, I know that doesn't mean that we're not allowed to be disappointed by things just because they weren't promised with the car, but eh, you know, at least it's there if you've got a group of friends and, and you want to get a little silly with it. Thanks as always, Joe. Neil is next. And uh, he wants to talk about a snowboarding trip and how his Tesla served him well. Go ahead, Neil. Hey, Ryan. Neil Weaver here. Love the show and really appreciate your consistent efforts. I got my Model 3 in November of 2018. It's around the 88K VIN range. It's getting colder out now, and it uh, dropping temps reminded me of my favorite Tesla road trip. In a previous podcast, you mentioned Tesla road trips. So I'm an avid snowboarder. Took a 400-mile trip to Killington Ski Resort. Uh, this was before the V2 chargers were out, but it was not an issue. I um, think it's going to be even faster now. Uh, and autopilot was on for at least 80% of that trip. So Killington has destination chargers around the base of their lodges and ski lifts. It's a very Tesla-friendly resort. They had the J1772 chargers as well. Um, for us, each day we'd hit the mountain, uh, plug in at the base of the lift, and set the interior temp to 60 degrees. Uh, we'd have a great day snowboarding. We'd come back to a fully charged, warm car with no snow on it because it was warm enough for that snow to melt as it fell throughout the day. Another note there uh, in New England, they're famous for beer, specifically IPAs. We discovered that the frunk was a great cold storage area for our beer. The car would stay warm, the frunk would stay cold, and the beer didn't even freeze overnight, so it was great. That may be related to the high alcohol content, but nonetheless, it worked out great. One last reminder for folks this winter, you will see a 10 to 20% drop in range based on how low the temps are. Love the road trip, it was great. Thanks again. Love the podcast. That is a great story, Neil. Thank you so much for that. I'm, I'm so glad to hear that your Model 3 did so well for you last winter. And as you noted, it should be even better this year because you've got upgraded superchargers and more stuff to do when you have to stop and charge, like all the games, Netflix, Hulu, YouTube. So safe travels to you. Appreciate the story there. Damon from Northbrook, Illinois is uh wants to talk about customizing the interior of his tesla go ahead damon hey ryan damon out of northbrook illinois again just a quick question and a few tips i am considering doing a wrap on the dash of my model 3 but want to know if anyone's had experience removing a wrap if there's any residue or problems left behind if they attempt that uh, that brings me to my first tip uh, to live with the factory dash. I've been using McGuire's Ultimate Compound to keep the scratches and scuffs off of it and keeping it shiny. But that still leaves the problem of the fingerprints. So my second tip is regarding a caller on your last show that was wanting a packing mode for their Tesla. And I have the same problem. It's actually exacerbated on my Model X because every time I go by with my key, it pops the door open. 
So a quick fix for that is just leave one door slightly cracked, and this will help to keep the Bluetooth from cycling on and off and reconnecting and disconnecting from your headset. Also, it will leave the climate system in whatever state you leave it, which leads me to my third tip, being able to quickly shut off the climate system. Instead of having to tap the screen and go in and hit the power button, you can just do a long press on the fan icon, and that will quickly shut off the fan. And then as you're loading your car and doing what you need to, that will stay off and keep it from draining your battery. All right. Well, thanks so much. I really appreciate the show and looking forward to the next one as always. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for your call, Damon. Now, I presume by a dashboard wrap that you meant the center console. I am making that presumption because you mentioned fingerprints, and I imagine most people are not touching the actual dashboard infill piece very much, but you do touch your center console. So, um, But yes, to answer your question, those wraps absolutely come off with no damage left behind. No need to worry about that. And I'll tell you, that's a good tip about leaving a door cracked open when it's in your garage. I mean, I suppose for the purposes of cleaning the car, uh, that tip only applies once the water to your, once you're done washing it with the water. But, uh, you know, I guess, yeah, I guess if you leave it cracked open long enough, everything shuts down anyway, or maybe it just works if you leave your phone key or, or your key fob in another room far enough away from the car so that the car cannot detect it. Cheers, Damon. Thanks very much. Two more calls this week. The penultimate caller of episode 219 here is Travis from Ohio, uh, is a Model 3 owner, and wanted to talk about a few various post-V10 update things. Go ahead, Travis. Hey, Ryan. It's Travis from Ohio. I've got two questions. First, I recently had my Tesla in for service, and since I've got about 30,000 miles on it, it's Model 3 I've had for about a year, a little over a year. Um, did a battery health check and they said, yep, uh, battery range loss is within what's normal and expected for that sort of mileage. Um, but then just last night I updated to 2019.32.11.1, uh, the update that comes just after version 10. And, uh, then this morning I noticed that without having changed my, you know, the, the level to which I charge, I, I now am getting about 20 miles less of range. Uh, then I did to that, you know, just yesterday, I, it only was charging to uh, 244 miles, um, whereas previously I would have been getting, you know, starting off with about 264 miles of range at the level at which I charge. So I, I'm wondering if anybody else with the newest software update has noticed that their car is charging less or, or giving them less miles. And the second most important question is um, on Beach Buggy Racing 2, Every level seems to have some kind of secret area or at least a shortcut of some kind, except Crab Cove in Raytona. And as a video game expert, I was wondering if you could fill me in on it, whether I'm missing a secret that I haven't discovered. All right, thanks. Bye. Well, Travis, I will be completely honest with you. I actually haven't played Beach Buggy Racing 2 since it came out. And the day it did, I went down and played it in the garage in the two-player mode with my daughter. So... Uh, now you're making me want to go back down there and check that level out to see if I can find anything off the beaten path. And um, I, to your other thing, I seem to be unaffected by the latest update range-wise. So hopefully that was just a one-time aberration and things have returned to normal for you now. Cheers, Travis. And let's uh, finish strong here with Cameron in San Francisco. 
and has some advice for other listeners who may be affected by a particular thing. Cameron, go ahead. Hey, Ryan, this is Cameron calling from San Francisco. I've been listening for almost two years now and and look forward to it. Look forward to every Sunday when I I get to listen to it. So thank you uh, for everything that you do. Uh, I'm calling in with a piece of advice. I don't know if it's quite a pro tip, but um, I know some people have had some issues with um, smell, like the smell of their car in the cabin. Um, And so I have two kind of related tips that really help. One thing I did two weeks ago was buy a a charcoal, activated charcoal pad um, off of Amazon for like eight bucks. And uh, they're this thin, this is this thin pad, maybe three foot by four foot um, activated carbon. And I cut it to fit my cabin air filters and uh, just stapled them on. And so that uh, activated carbon really helps with reducing odors and AVCs from AOC, excuse me, from the outside. And then the second thing is uh, this product called uh, Cool It, although I'm sure there's other cheaper products available. This one's about 16 bucks off Amazon. Um, If someone's replacing their cabin air filter already, if they just spray some of this Cool It um, cleaner on the inside of the the, um, uh, coils, they'll actually be able to, to clean out any mold or bacteria that's on there. So I'm hoping these two uh, different tips together will help anybody with uh, who's dealing with smells. Thanks. Bye. Hi, Cameron. I know this has been an issue for a, a reasonable number of Model 3 owners. I've read about this one on uh, in and around the community a good bit. So I am more than happy to play your call here for anybody that's that's been affected by this. I really super appreciate those two constructive suggestions. Thank you very much, Cameron. Thanks to all of you for calling in. And by the way, quick word, uh, Raphael from Seattle. I got your call this week, but it totally broke up. It just was, you know, poor connection. It happens. Feel free to give a call back if you'd like. But uh, thanks to everybody for calling in. And again, if you'd like to participate in the Ride the Lightning hotline, if you'd like to call in, be part of the show, Call in with a question, comment, or discussion topic as it pertains to the world of Tesla. You can do so in one of those two easy ways that I mentioned at the very top of the show. And if you forget, you can either rewind or you can always check the show description, too. There's always some uh, good core information uh, for various things right in the show description every week. So thanks, everybody. And I will come right back after a quick little musical break. I will give you the pro tip of the week and then wrap things up for you right after this. Well, the only real interesting thing I have to share about my adventures this week in my car is to note, you know, at the top of the show, I told you about how it seems like just maybe it's only a one day sample size as of this recording so far, that maybe that slacker skipping tracks bug has been rectified. Uh, One I'm a little bit more confident in because it's been a good little while since it happened now is I think the easy entry bug that I mentioned that I was having, eh, what, two, three or so shows back, that seems like, knock on wood, that seems like it has been squashed. So good news on that. Hopefully, if you were also affected, it has either been rectified for you or will be when you get your next update. Time for the pro tip of the week. It comes from Neil in Ohio, uh, who is a signature Model S owner, which is just, that is a that is worth Worth a tip of the cap for sure. That is awesome. Signature Model S owner. He's got a pro tip of the week for you right here. 
Hey, Ryan, it's Neil from Ohio again. Um, I came across a function of both the Model S and the Model 3 that, you know, we've, we've been a Model S owner since uh, an early signature car. Um, so I'm not one to have more recently read a manual. I just kind of grew up, grew up with the car, so to speak. Um, and so this one kind of came and hit me by surprise. If you are streaming music and you use the skip track function, but instead of clicking it, you hold it, it will actually change your selected station to the next one in your list, whether it's recent or favorites, whatever section you might be in. So I thought somebody else uh, like me may not know that one offhand and find that function useful. Uh, thanks again for the podcast, and talk to you soon. Bye. I like that one, Neil. I didn't know that. Thank you very much. And also, as I was playing your call, I realized that if you're a, not necessarily a newer listener, but if you're newer to the world of Tesla, you might not actually know what a signature Model S is. So uh, if you already know this, pardon me, but yeah, if you're if you're new to Tesla and you're like, wait, signature Model S, what's that? The first thousand Model S's, and then they did it again with the Model X, the first thousand that were made were uh, signature series, which meant that you get um, on your UI, you get a little this cool cursive signature badging on the, the digital display on the dash of the car. And then on the, phys the physical car itself, that same signature uh, script was etched onto the, the side markers on the on the fen the front fenders of the car and then also on that chrome plate that's that's got the TESLA lettering on the you know near the the trunk lid above the license pr license plate on the back of the car as well so that is and then the other thing with signature the signature series 2 is you had the option of the signature exclusive color, signature red, which is that sort of burgundy maroon, darker red that uh, that's it's if you've ever seen it and, and wondered, wait a minute, what's that? I've, that's what it is. So that was the signature series. If you're if you're curious about that, all right, that'll about do it for me. And yes, Daisy the Boxer Puppy is now sleeping. No surprise there. <laughs> I'll be doing the same too. I'm actually. I'm hopping on a very early flight tomorrow. I'm going to be in Las Vegas just for Saturday. My my aunt who lives there, she's the oldest of my aunts and uncles in my on on my uh, mom's side of the family. She is turning 70, so a bunch of us are flying out and uh, going to have a nice big family party for her. Really looking forward to that because it'll be a good chance to see a lot of people and to just I love seeing her too. So. Um, sadly I won't even have time to like go visit the cool new V3 supercharging station there in Vegas. But, uh, the nice part is the weather forecast is really good. It's supposed to be like 78 degrees. Can't beat that. So anyway, before I hop on that plane, let me get this show finished and uploaded for you. And, uh, yeah, hopefully you enjoy this week's episode. I remind you that Patreon is the primary way that you can choose to support my efforts here. If you so desire, it's always going to be optional. The show's always going to come out at the same time every week. Pride myself on that. But uh, if you do see fit to recognize my, my efforts and my time and energy here by way of a, of a uh, Patreon support, I would certainly welcome it and very much appreciate it. You can learn more about the different tiers of support and what those different tiers get you as a bonus perk 
You can uh, find all that on my Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash Podcast. Patreon being spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Meanwhile, Immaculate Reflections, they're right here, ready to take care of you and your car. If you're in the Bay Area, if you're going to be in the Bay Area, just uh, an unbelievable quality on the detailing work, whether you want to do ceramic coating, which they're offering $100 off of right now, paint protection film, which is also $100 off, unless you opt for a full-body paint protection film package, in which case there is a $250 discount. There's even a little bit more discount to be had if you are an active or retired military member. Just show Jeff at Immaculate Reflections your military ID. Of course, you want to mention it to him as you're setting things up as well. But yeah, if you want to do any of that stuff, uh, go for it. Your car will thank you. I, I promise you that. And I know I, I, mine, I thank Jeff and, <laughs> and thank my car. That was money well spent as far as I'm concerned. Um, oh, irdetailing.com. I should tell you how to reach Jeff. irdetailing.com. And then abstractocean.com has all kinds of great Tesla accessories for mostly for your car, some stuff for you as well. The big one, they've got the the new version of their tempered glass screen protectors. They've got those different uh, different con- styles of the the center console wrap. Had a caller calling in about that a little while ago. They sell the TESLA lettering that's you know similar to how the Roadster has it. If you want to put that on the back of your Model Three, you can do that. So. Browse what they've got, check it out, pile up anything you want to buy into your cart, and then use the coupon code RTLPODCAST, all one word, RTLPODCAST at checkout to get 15% off of your very first order. Uh, And then there's, of course, Jada. No discount there, sadly, but I am definitely a fan of their products. The USB hub, adding some extra USB ports, plus that cool magnet door the, the sort of fake dummy wall where you can hide your, your sentry mode dash cam USB stick back there. It fits perfectly flush. It's like it's a factory accessory. That's one thing I love about it. And then the other one, of course, the wireless charging pad. If you have a Qi-compatible wireless charging smartphone, that also, same thing, just no tools, goes right in, flush, Looks clean, looks factory, works great. Uh, If you want to order either of those, I would humbly ask that you use my referral link because they'll throw me a few bucks from the sale if uh, if you're buying it through my link. So that link is getjada.com slash R-E-F slash eight. And Jada is spelled J-E-D-A. I mentioned the podcast email address earlier, but just one more time, it's teslapodcast.com at gmail.com if you'd like to reach out to me via email. I'm, all, I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at the same handle, DMC underscore Ryan on those. And if uh, again, if you're a newer listener and wondering, what's the DMC? It's because I used to own a DeLorean. That was my original dream car as a kid. Thank you, Back to the Future. And I was very lucky to own one for 12 years. So hence, DMC underscore Ryan on that. And that brings me to the final but very important piece of the show, which is giving a sincere thank you and shout out to the Patreon producers, the kind folks supporting me on Patreon 
at the producer tier. Pete White, thank you. Wolfgang Obergen, George Cassiopo, David Brander, Jonathan Wales, Alexi Heft, Logan Willis, Michael Lester, Robert Maracle, Jason Chalukas, Joe Edgel, Tim Hyde, Lars Hoffman, Lawton from Chicago, Peter Chalet, Rome Strack, David Vakil, Ulrich Lassa, Luke A., Eric Randolph, David Nondahl, Gabriel Salais, Jerry and Mary Smith, Brian Hope, Bill Royko, Lyle Austin, Joel Sapp, Dory and Steve Guberman, Michael Waddle, Daniel Grummer, Josh, Jeremy Harris, Tesla Owners Taiwan, Jeremy, Rob Brewer, Ron Lee, Larry Lynch, Chris Konesnik, John Cody, Matthew Wright, Aaron Appleby, Charlie Gillespie, Kaz Barnes, Neil Weaver, David Perella, Sunil Joseph, Dennis Peake, Scott Gillis, Will Stedman, and Evie Tricity UK. Thank you all very, very much for your continued support. It really makes a huge difference for me in my life. Trust me, it's, uh, I had, uh, well, thankfully everything's okay, but, uh, some, some, <laughs> some medical bills are, are going to be coming due here <laughs> from, from some stuff I've been, uh, working my way through recently. So the, yeah, that the support is uh, is very very much appreciated. Not not I mean all the time, but it's especially magnified at the moment. Uh, and a, and a final reminder: if you're not already subscribing to the podcast, you can do so as a convenience to yourself. It doesn't cost anything. It's not that kind of subscription. It is simply uh, subscribing means the show will push to you automatically every time there's a new episode rather than you having to go remember to go download it yourself each and every week. So you can subscribe on pretty much any of the major podcast services, iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn. Of course, TuneIn is in your Tesla. Yes, you can get this show in your Tesla or YouTube. It just syndicates audio only, no video but uh, the audio does push out to uh, my YouTube channel as well. For a now snoring Daisy the Boxer Puppy, uh, I've got some travels coming up this week, like I said, Vegas and then uh, one other trip. Again, my hope is that uh, results in something super special and fun for you guys next week. I'm uh, I'm not going to jinx it by telling you what it is now. I want to wait till it happens and it's done and it's recorded, and it's all set to go, but um, yeah, not to hype you up too much, but if all goes well, next week will be a very special episode, so uh, with that teaser (laughs) in your minds, I I bid you farewell for another week. My name is Ryan McCaffrey, as you you well know, and I, I thank you all for your time and your attention and your support, however you give it, whether it's on Patreon or just by listening. Um, I always appreciate your your kind comments on Twitter and on on Instagram and on uh, email and the phone calls. It's this I tell you I've said I say it a lot, but I, I mean it every single time. It's this little community within the larger Tesla community that 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 you have helped build with me. I I just get so much positive energy out of it that. It, it really energizes me, and I'm not joking at all. It's, I've said this before, but you know, I'm very, very blessed to have a day job that I love too. You know, I, I, I create content about video games at one of the largest video game websites in the world, but the video game community can be, uh, 
Well, it can be not nice more often than you might think. And, and I just, I don't get it really knock on wood. I don't get any of that kind of, kind of negativity and, and, uh, et cetera here on ride the lightning. It's just, it's all love from you guys. And it means a lot and it keeps me going. It, it makes me want to, you know, do my best each and every week. So thank you all. Just thank you for, for your kindness and your enthusiasm. Cause yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's, I'm putting enthusiasm out and you're giving it back and it's just a great loop. It feels good. We have fun. We celebrate this, this, uh, these cars and this company that, that we love and support and have, you know, they keep our families safe. They, they keep us entertained. They give us video games. They, <laughs> they, we have fun at the, the drag strip and on the road and on autopilot. And, uh, I, it's just a blast to be a part of this community. So, um, I'm going to respect your time and stop talking now. Cause I could just keep going for a while. I guess I do this every now and again, don't I, where I just start, I just start gushing at the end of the show, but I, again, I think it's important from time to time to just to go ahead and say it and recognize and make sure you know that I'm not taking any of you for granted. I'm not taking anything, anything about the Tesla experience for granted. I'm, I'm very privileged to own one of these cars. Sure. I worked hard for it, but it, it is a privilege to have uh, one of these vehicles and it's, it's a, it's a great delight, honor, and privilege to get to do this podcast and to have people actually listen to it and care. So thank you all so much. Happy electric motoring, and I will see you next week. I mean, I think a Tesla is the most fun thing you could possibly buy ever. <laughs> That's what it's meant to be. Well, our goal is to make it's it's not exactly a car. It's actually a thing to maximize enjoyment, mm. make its maximum fun.